What's up, tribe? <coughs> Coughing on frog here. What is going on? <laughs> it is literally Tuesday, December 31st, 2019. The last day of 2019. Supposedly the last episode of Find Your Voice, where we talk about the continual improvement of the health, wealth, and relationships of your dental organization. And it just so happens that not only is today, December 31st, the last day of 2019, it also happens that this is episode number 50. Woo! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm liking that. So, so excited to bring this this episode to you. Um, holy smokes, the holiday season has been crazy uh, and awesome. And I hope that the, the holiday season has been crazy and awesome for you as well and crazy and in a good way and awesome in a good way for you as well. Uh, but Obviously, now it's New Year's Eve, December 31st. This is New Year's Eve. And, you know, when the bell rings tonight at midnight, we're going to be out of this decade. We're going to be into the 20s. It's going to be 2020, and then we're going to be into the 20s, right? The roaring 20s. Uh, I've been seeing uh, plays on, we got 2020 vision, you know. Uh, who knows what other kind of fun will happen from the, the 20s. But I know that the 1920s, uh, they call them the Roaring Twenties, and hopefully uh, this decade, this upcoming decade, is equally as uh, exciting. Uh, so, and maybe even more exciting than the nineteen twenties, right? Who knows? But for the people back then, maybe it was uh, exciting. And if you're of the mindset that I am, I mean, I'm always excited for for right now and for tomorrow, and for always trying to just become a little bit better than the person I was. Uh, the day before, and that ties right into what we're talking about today, which, you know, this is pretty much episode four of four. Uh, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, we've been really talking about our areas of influence, uh, as well as what we can be doing to really chunk that down and make improvement in those areas. Does that make sense? So, uh, you know, let me, you know, let's go kind of back high level to the areas of influence that we have, uh, which is obviously ourself, our relationships, and our purpose, right? Does that make sense? You know, areas of influence, we can control what we're doing, right? We can also, uh, the second area of, of influence is relationships, so we can also control how we interact in those relationships, right? And then the third is our purpose, right? We, we also get to control uh, our level of commitment, our level of energy, our level of participation in our purpose, right? And what's important to us. And, you know, again, examples of our purpose could be, you know, our connection with our, ch- our church, our connection with our uh, our community, uh, our connection with, you know, philanthropy, uh, charities, you know, whatever that is outside of ourselves, right? So we get to, to, to influence how we behave and how we uh, add value to you. Uh, that purpose. Does that make sense? But then we also started to talk about, you know, our ways of changing, right? And so, you know, how do we change, how do we create change within each of these? And we, we broke that down into three different areas as well. The first one being our mind, you know, everything starts with a thought. Remember the TFAR method, right? Everything starts with a thought. But then after that, you know, the next, uh, way to create changes with our body, right? With our physiology, with how we use our body, what we do, how we control our energy, how we influence our energy, right? And then third and finally uh, is our action. You know, what actions are we taking 
to make improvement in that area, right? Everything starts with the thought, but then it ends with that result, right? That result is the same as our action, right? What are we doing? And a lot of this kind of ties back to what we were talking about with getting it on our calendar, getting it scheduled, right? And so that's that's kind of what, what we're talking about. And, you know, the first one, the first episode, so rewind, you know, three episodes before this is really identifying those areas of influence, right? But then what I did after that was I'm dedicating a, a podcast uh, episode for each of those areas. So the one after that was really dedicated towards self. You know, what can we do? What can you be doing for yourself uh, to, to better influence yourself and your decisions and what you're doing with your own body and with yourself? And the next episode, which would be also known as the last episode, so what would that be? 49 would be how uh, you affect your area of influence with, in regards to relationships. Does that make sense? And so we talked about, you know, how, uh, you know, what goals can we be setting? Uh, how can we be improving the relationships that we're currently in? And also taking that opportunity to, to analyze, are the relationships that we're currently in best serving us, right? Because it's also sometimes it's, it's really good for us to take a look at ourselves and take a look at the relationships that, that we're in and to make sure that those relationships are truly serving us. And again, since we control over that area of influence, is this a relationship that we want to continue investing time and effort in, right? Or is it kind of a relationship that is really one-sided and it doesn't really benefit you, but you continue to hang out in it because it's comfortable, right? It's certain, right? And you know what the result, even if, if even if it's not a positive result or a or a good result, at least you know what that result is. And so it's, it's comforting, right? And, um, you know, maybe this is that opportunity for you to question whether or not that's the, the type of relationship you want to invest your time and effort in. And then today's episode is going to be kind of the third area of influence, with it, which is your purpose, your overall purpose, right? And this is where we start to, if you're kind of looking at Maslow's hierarchy of law, for example, the higher we get up that, that pyramid, uh, the more we start working towards uh, philanthropy and selflessness, you know, working towards contribution, working towards giving outside of ourselves, right? <clears throat> and this is what that area is really going to focus on. And that's the episode today, is how do we start to improve that area of influence, which is outside of ourselves, right? And so outside of ourselves, outside of the relationships that we currently have, and, you know, Again, examples that I gave earlier were maybe it's with your church. If you're active with your church, you know, how do you better start participating or influencing that area in your life, right? The same could be true with, uh, you know, charities, for example. If you're active in a charity and you'd like to, to become more active ever, or if you're not active, currently active in a, in a charity or a philanthropic organization, maybe this is your opportunity to start looking at opportunities to start giving. And it doesn't have to be just money or it doesn't have to be just time. It can be a combination of that, right? Uh, other examples of that are connection with your community, right? I know that uh, in our new community, uh, for those of you that have been listening, uh, you're well aware. And if, for those of you that are, that are fairly new listening, I recently moved to uh, a suburb just outside of Houston, Texas, called Sugarland, Texas, from Portland, Oregon, uh, about six months ago. And so... You know, we had been in Portland for, holy smokes, over 20 years. I mean, that's that was home. And uh, to move here, it was really, uh, it was a big move. You know, I've, I've got myself, I've got my beautiful wife, I've got uh, 
three younger children that, that moved down here uh, with us. And so it's literally picking up roots from Portland and, and dropping roots down here and really integrating. And that was it's a prime example. And I'm probably going to continue to come back to that example of, you know, we have integrated well because of the amount of effort that we put into reintegrating here in, in Sugarland. Uh, and that if that doesn't make sense, it will as we start to to talk through uh, the examples that we're going to talk about. So, so that being said, you know the areas. So the area area of influence that we're talking about today is obviously our purpose, right? And then what we're going to be doing to create this change is the three things that we're going to be talking about. Again, it's going to be mind, it's going to be body, it's going to be action. And what we're going, to, we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about those three areas one at a time. And so what I want you to do is this is an activity. Uh, so I want you, and again, this kind of ties back to time of year. Lots of people are setting lots of resolutions to try and make a, a better, not just year, but a better decade, right? Because we're heading into 2020. So we're not only are we heading into a new year, but a new decade. And so these are great ways for you to really map out your resolutions so that when after we get past that enthusiasm of the first two to four weeks, uh, when we're into February 1st, February 15th, and we're like, oh yeah, I made those resolutions, but I didn't have a plan to, to attack it. So I didn't really do that good, right? A lot of us, uh, back to that area of influence of self, right? A lot of us are setting resolutions for our body weight, for example, or our body shape, right? And we're fired up and we're ready to go and we get that new membership to the gym and we start cracking at it and we're the first three weeks we're firing through and we're like woo feeling good and then week four you know something bad happens at work and we come back to reality and we start finding comfort in our twinkies or our for me it's chocolate and then before you know it you're like i can skip today at the gym i'll I'll go tomorrow and then before you know it it's february 15th and you haven't been to the gym in two weeks and you're just back into your regular habits right the difference between what we're doing here is we're actually writing these down, which makes them real. We're going to get them on the schedule uh, so that we have a plan in place and that we're creating new habits so that when we start to hit that wall, when we start to hit adversity, when we start to have a challenge, we can go back to our plan because it's a plan, right? As opposed to just a dream, right? And that's going to be the difference here is that we're going to be writing these things down, which helps make them real. And then we're going to be putting them on our calendar which helps you take action, right? So that we don't need to think about it. It was kind of that that joke that I was talking about is we're so good at that Pavlovian response that I've got the uh, good old-fashioned Apple Watch here that every time it dings, you know, I start to salivate and I look at my watch and it tells me what to do. And I'm like, yes. So all I need to do is set clear goals and I need to get those goals or the activities that help get me towards those desired results on my calendars so that I can set that brainless, thoughtless ding in my watch so that every time it dings, I look at it and I start putting things on my calendar that are important for me, right? Not just for my customers, not just for my work, not just for everyone else's needs, right? But also for my own, right? Because once I get it scheduled, then I can then I can start to take action, right? So let's bring that back full circle to the sheet of paper, the blank sheet of paper that's sitting in front of you. I want you to draw three lines, so three horizontal lines. We're going to break that that think like Excel rows. I keep using that example. I hope that translates to you. But we're going to have three rows on your sheet, right? So draw three lines, one in the top third, another one in the the bottom third. So you have three equal sizes on your sheet. And then the first section is going to be mind. 
in the middle section on the left-hand side, right body, and the lower left-hand corner in that section is going to be action. So these are, these are the different areas that we're going to be talking about, obviously, in the area of influence of purpose. So the first thing I want you to do is let's start with one, right? Because after you go through this exercise, then you can always come back to this podcast or this episode and go through it again, right? But let's pick one area of purpose in your life that you want to improve for 2020, right? And so for those of you that are churchgoers uh, and, and that are strong in your faith, you know, is that a better relationship or is that a better area that you can start investing uh, your time, effort, and money in, right? Uh, for those that are already strong in their faith or strong in their, their commitment uh, or have other priorities, you know, maybe it's your your community. And that's one that, uh, that is really big for me right now as I integrate into this new community with a beautiful wife and three beautiful children. And of course, myself, I got to take care of myself too, right? Um, and then, you know, maybe uh, others could be, maybe you've got an opportunity for philanthropy, uh, for, for giving back to community. I know that, uh, one of the things that we do at Innovate Dental Marketing is, uh, we have a strong commitment to, uh, the local food bank. So when we had our office in Portland, we were very strong. Uh, we would have monthly gatherings, uh, at the, uh, Oregon food bank where we would show up as a team and we would donate, uh, I think it was, you know, two to three hours, whatever that, that segment was, because it was based on what kind of food we were packaging or repackaging, uh, and then after that, we would go and celebrate with like a team lunch just to, but it was a good opportunity to get the whole team uh, off site and into a, a different environment where we were, we were able to give. Uh, here, uh, we now have the Houston, the Houston Food Bank, which is massive. Uh, <laughs> we were just there uh, about three weeks ago, uh, two and a half, three weeks ago. And, and that was actually our first time uh, here at the Houston Food Bank. But but again, it's such a great organization uh, that gives back to those that are uh, food insecure uh, and that have needs uh, to to fill, whether it's for themselves or whether it's for their family, for their children. And so it's just a great organization to help get food into the hands of those that are in need, uh, that, that are uh, food insecure. And if you're not, if you're looking for a purpose, that would be a fantastic one to look at because once you start doing a little bit of investigating, it, it is shocking the number of people in this country that are food insecure and food insecure is described as not knowing uh, how they're going to be putting food on their table uh, at the end of the day today. And so it, it's something shocking, like one in eight people uh, are living food insecure and not certain of how they're going to be putting food on the table for their family today. And don't quote me on that number. It could be even more. Uh, that could be a conservative number, but it's an ungodly amount of people that, that are, are, uh, that are hungry uh, and that are not certain about how they're going to be getting food on their table. So it's a great, if you're looking for a purpose, I would recommend you know, going and volunteering at your local food bank because you'd be amazed at how much food shows up at the food bank, but you'd also be amazed at how much food needs to be repackaged uh, or cleaned or you know whatever that is to be able to get it into the hands of uh, those that are in need, right? So for example, you get big... Uh, food distribution companies uh, that are dropping off literally truckloads and pallets full of food. But this food needs to be packaged down to like a smaller size so that, you know, a family of one or family of three or a family of five can, you know, they can't do anything with a pallet, right? So it needs to be repackaged to a smaller amount. And so these food banks absolutely need your help. And and it's a very fulfilling way uh, to give back to your community and stay connected and also be aware of, your surroundings. Be aware of, of 
what you have around you because so many of us, uh, we get stuck in our own routines, right? We get stuck in what we're doing and then we think that that's normal, right? And then we're not checking outside of us and our only connections with the outside world become our television and or Facebook or the gram or whatever that is. And it's like, well, the only people that we're hanging out with, you know, we're watching the shows that resonate with us that are really targeted towards our demographics. So of course they feel natural and organic. Uh, and you know, when you're on the gram or, uh, on Facebook or or Twitter, you're either following people that are kind of like you. Right. And so you're either thinking the world's, you know, really conservative or really liberal or really, abundant or really scarce or whatever, but it's good to, to get outside of your comfort zone and go talk to real people. Cause that's the other thing too, is that not only when you're at the food bank, are you adding value by repurposing and repackaging food for families in need, but you're also like rubbing elbows with so many different demographics. And it's so awesome to be able to, you know, I remember one of my favorite times we were at uh, the Oregon food bank and I think we were, we were in the frozen food section and it was the most wacky and diverse group. We had our group from Innovate, so the eight of us or whatever. Uh, and then there was like people from like an old folks home. And that might not be a polit- politically correct way to say that, but from like a retirement community or whatever, you know what I'm talking about, where our parents are, are hanging out and living and living the dream. Uh, where they get to come off site and they get to donate time as well, right? And then we had people that were like, uh, giving I think they had like community service hours that they needed to serve and so they were like there and it was just like this crazy wacky diverse group that everyone had completely different backgrounds but we were all there for a common good so awesome it was so great but again it's a great example to get outside of our comfort comfort zone it's to get out of Facebook get out of your immediate friends and go talk to real human beings that are completely opposite from you completely different from you but you'd be amazed at how much you have in common with these people which is, you know, that's a totally different subject, right? Is the polarity that's created by our media and by our social media that it, sometimes we get so wrapped up that we think the world is so polar that we stand on such so, such a far end of one end of the spectrum and that everyone else is on the other end. When the reality of it is, is when we sit down and we break bread with these people or we serve the community together or whatever that is, when we get the opportunity to, to literally just put down our filters and, and talk with these people. You're like, they're just like me, except a little bit different, right? Maybe it's a different color of skin or maybe it's they, they've got more money in the bank account or less money in the bank account or different stories. They went to a different school. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of common interests. There's a lot more that we have in common than the, than what we have in difference, right? Uh, but I, dig- I digress. I didn't mean to do this. I'm really trying to sell the, uh, the food bank thing right here, right? There is no sponsorship. There's no... Uh, there's no ads from the food bank. So, uh, but uh, again, yes, these are just examples. And what I want you to do is focus on what is an area that you want to focus on, right? Again, if you're looking for something, go to the food bank. It's awesome. Uh, another great organization that we were huge supporters of back in Portland and we're, we're starting to support here uh, is the Head Start program. And these are the programs that work with um, the, uh, they're the early childhood programs that work with uh, sometimes families that are uh, underserved uh, or, you know, whether it's food insecure or maybe they're not making a ton of money uh, and they need some extra help or maybe they need help with daycare so that they themselves can work. Uh, These Head Start programs are great programs for before and after school 
to help with that daycare and fill that gap and or, you know, help with uh, getting food in the bellies of the kids that are in need, right? To help make sure that they're best set up for a good day of school and learning uh, as well, right? And so back at home, it was uh, Community Action based out of Washington County. And we, we loved working uh, with them. And uh, out here, it's Baker Ripley uh, that, that does the Head Start program. And so these are just some examples of, you know, maybe charities that, that you could be working towards. You know, obviously, there's so many different charities that are available out there. And maybe you've given in the past or maybe you continue to give. And maybe it's an opportunity for you to look at, you know, one of my big uh, successes that I had with Community Action was starting off as a cash donor, but then also uh, stepping up and not only donating more cash, but also uh, stepping up to the uh, Development Resource Committee and actually donating my time as well to help try and impact and influence and offer uh, feedback to, you know, to the board to to best communicate and uh you know, communicate uh, opportunities as well as successes to uh, potential and existing donors uh, and to really help spread the word. And so that's, I'm not there with Baker Ripley yet because uh, we just moved here. So as of right now, we're cash donors, but that could be a great example of what I could be doing better in 2020, right? If I'm looking for something is to, you know, step above just giving cash and start looking at opportunities of how I can better be donating time so that I can give uh, of myself as well, because these are great opportunities. Again, for uh, connecting with your community and connecting with other human beings and to to see what's outside of just yourself and outside of your, your friends and your circle group, right? Again, you know, stretching that area of influence. Um, so that being said, I keep rambling on and on and on about this, but for yours, uh, I want you to be thinking about, you know, what is an area of influence in 2020 that you want to do? And so by now you should have that in mind, right? And if not, just write the food bank. Just for this example so that we can go through this so that that way, you know, when you have other areas, because again, this is an opportunity. It's almost like a workshop where you can walk through and learn how to set desired results so that we can start to put a plan together to start creating action behind it. Does that make sense? Again, because three ways to creating change that we're talking about here is it starts with our mind. It starts with a thought, right? But then we have to start figuring out how to put our body into action, right? So that we can put together the, the appropriate effort the appropriate physiology, the appropriate actions to be able to do that. And then the, the last thing is the actual action, taking action of getting it on the schedule and actually doing something about it. So for this example, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about me. What's your favorite subject? I tell, tell this to my kids uh, as well. Uh, everyone's favorite subject is themselves. And if you didn't know that, write that down. Everyone's favorite subject is themselves. That could be the best key learning that I've given you all year. That's one of the, the things that I really try to teach my kids is that when engaging with other human beings, we need to get them talking about themselves so that they feel that we're connecting with them. Does that make sense? And I'm really trying, if that's something that, that you've never heard before, write that down because it's very important. But uh, bringing that full circle, why I say that is what's my favorite topic is myself because your favorite topic is yourself as well. So I'm going to talk about my examples for this, right? So I want to talk about, you know, um, let's talk about Baker Ripley. That's a great one. Uh, because as of right now, we're cash donors, but really integrating into Baker Ripley and their Head Start program and what I can be doing, because obviously the next step above cash is my time, right? And at Community Action, it was very easy because they had reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be on that resource committee and I was elated 
and couldn't say yes fast enough, right? But I don't have those connections yet. So, you know, this is, you know, again, starting with a thought, you know, this is where you start to write down, you know, under the mind, this is creating clarity, you know? So if my overall goal is how do I better integrate into uh, and add more value to the Head Start program here in the Houston metro area, you know, one of those things is uh, connecting with the board of directors, right? And another area could be uh, donating time, figuring out how I can be donating time at the more local level, right? Because I know specifically at Bigger Bigger Ripley, they have multiple different offices and there's one that's very close to where I work which works out perfect because then, you know, people from my work uh, here in the Houston office, we can go donate time at Baker Ripley, right? And they have programs that are, you know, even tied into, you know, with the Head Start program where we're going and we can go and read to the kids. How cool is that, right? So again, if you're looking for something to do, Head Start program, that could be a great opportunity for you to uh, connect with your community and also connect with the, the underserved kids in this community as well to kind of keep your finger on the pulse and get an idea, right? But these are a couple different examples, right? So let's use that example, you know, even starting at the more local level, I just kind of jumped to the board of directors level because that's kind of where I was comfortable operating back at Community Action. But, you know, maybe my first step is donating locally here to really figure out who the local players are first before I start to jump at the, the board of directors or not. There's no wrong answer. I can do both. Maybe I keep both of those on my sheet, right? But I'm going to choose to start at the local level here to, to build a local relationship because our closest office here is towards Sharpstown. So we still have a, a Houston ad- address, but we're a little farther south, uh, if you're looking on a map, probably southwest of downtown Houston. And Sharpstown, there's a pretty pretty diverse area. And one might call it uh, kind of a uh, heading out towards a, a rougher area of town. Rougher, what does that mean? Is that like a 50s term? There's bikers and <laughs> that word just fell out of my mouth a rougher part of town but uh yeah for those of you that are listening from portland oregon this is this is actually uh crazy for me because this is uh you don't realize how many white people there are in portland and how starving portland is to be considered diverse but then you come down here and it's just a thing you know it is uh I didn't realize moving down here that it's the third largest city in the country. And it is just, uh, it is amazing how diverse this, uh, this area is. And it's awesome because it's great for our kids to be able to, to see that as well. Uh, and to, to really be able to celebrate the diversity and, uh, you know, people, what I'm seeing is people see beyond color here, if that makes sense. And so I don't know how I got on that. Well, welcome to the podcast, by the way, where Michael just kind of drivels, right? But anyway, let's go back to, you know, why, why we started talking about this, because this is a great way to connect with our community. And again, with where we're at in Sharpstown, it really creates the opportunity for us inside of our glass building, where we just kind of work in the community, to step outside of that glass building and really go and start to impact the people that live in the surrounding area, right? Because it's kind of like they dropped a, a glass building right in the middle of this area that could use some improvement, could use some help, uh, could could use some love, can can use some positive energy, can use some cash, can can use some resources, uh, and again, especially I can't think of a better way to do that than like through the Head Start program. You know, making sure that the kids are being taken care of as well, because 
You know, as adults, we get to make decisions and sometimes we get to make poor decisions and we're the ones that get to benefit from those consequences. If we're making good decisions, our consequences are going to be good. And if we're making poor decisions, our consequences are going to be bad. And we've all made poor decisions and had poor consequences of it. But when we're making it for ourselves, like that's, that is your right as a human being is to make poor decisions and to have poor consequences, right? But when kids are involved, they aren't necessarily in charge of their parents' poor decisions, right? So sometimes their parents are making less than stellar choices, whether that's with food choices, whether that's with work choices, whether that's with drug and alcohol choices or with nicotine or whatever, you know, you know what I'm talking about? But these kids get kind of get dragged along with it, right? And so that I think that's why I really enjoy giving back to an organization like that where it really helps with the children and staying connected and showing them different types of uh, mentorship as well, that, that there's not just what's happening at home. There's also other influences that are happening outside the wall. And sometimes they're worse. So sometimes it's good for them to see that and it'd be like, yeah, I don't like that. I really like what I got going on at home. But then there's also opportunities where they can see like, wow, okay, there is hope. There is love. There is passion. There is positivity. You know, there is hope uh, outside of the four walls, right? And they get to see that and they get to feel that and they get to connect with other human beings and get to smile, right? If that makes sense. So, so anyway, back to what we're talking about. Um, you know, that's, it starts with our mind, right? So figuring out what do I want to do? How do I want to impact? So let's use my example of, I want to donate more time locally, right? So the next thing I need to do with my body, it's kind of an easy one. A, I need to take action and reach out to Baker Ripley and, uh, figure out how to communicate, right? Knowing that you know, and we've already started this, this process, there's an application process that needs to happen, right? So that could be step number two. Then after that, there's an orientation after you fill out the, the application. And so that, that would be the third step, right? And then after that is actually scheduling time to uh, go and communicate. There's a few other things there, but let's start with those four things, right? And so now the next step is taking action, right? And the taking action part is getting it on the calendar. And sometimes there's stuff that you can do right now. It's not... The, there's this analogy of called like planning to plan. I'm not looking for you to create a bunch of things that you're going to do tomorrow. We don't want to plan to plan. If there's anything that is important to you uh, and that you can do right now, do it right now. If you've got the time or do it at lunch or do it. At, it doesn't need to be something. Yeah, 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 I'll schedule it for two weeks. And yeah, I can feel good because it's on my calendar. You know, if the first step is you're, you're going to be working with like a, a Head Start program, for example, uh, and you know that the first step is, you know, filling out the application uh, to be able to even donate time, then go and fill out that application because the one that's here that you can do it online. And so you can literally go and do it right now, right? Press pause on this, go and fill it out right now and get it done, right? And then after that, there's an orientation. Okay, get that schedule. Get, and it ties in nicely with your schedule, right? With your day planner, get that on the books, get it scheduled. When you can, can you do there? And then of course, you know, the step after that is scheduling a time for you to go and donate your actual time. It's like, okay, you fill out your application. You've gone through the, the orientation. After that is, okay, I'm going to go donate, go donate time. And, you know, maybe you can set up a recurring time, right? Maybe it's every month. Maybe it's every two weeks. Uh, maybe it's every other Tuesday during your lunch hour. Or more likely, it would be maybe before school or, or after school. 
But whatever that is, every organization is going to have their own times. We don't even need to speculate that. But whatever that is, get it on the calendar, right? And then, of course, the final action would be actually showing up and doing that, right? And so that's that's where I want your head to be at, right? Is breaking the breaking these things down. And for a lot of you, it's going to be discovery, right? Because I, I just kind of laid out what these steps are for the Head Start program here because I've already reached out. I've already called. But... You know, my area of opportunity here now is actually doing this shit, right? So I've learned what it is. I've talked with my assistant. She's gathered a lot of information, but now I need to actually do it because we fill out the application, but I haven't scheduled my my um, my first uh, my initial meeting uh, where I go and do the introduction and uh, the orientation is what they call it. Thank you. I'm starving for that word. Uh, so I need to schedule my orientation. What am I waiting for, right? Oh, well, there's 32 excuses as to why I haven't done it yet, right? But uh, again, they're all, all 32 of those things are excuses. So I need to get that done, right? So for you, you might need discovery, right? I know in my mind, what I want to do is I want to do more time to this local organization or to my church or to my community or whatever that is, right? But then the next step is discovering what is going to help me get to that desired outcome, right? And who do I need to talk to, right? Again, using your resources, identifying your resources, right? And this is what you're doing with your body is identifying those resources of how you're going to get there. You know, if it's, you know, if yours is working more with your church, you know, what resources do you have available to you at your church to help you better integrate into the area that you want to add more value in or create more impact in your area of influence, right? Um, Maybe it's within your community, right? Maybe you want to be donating more time at your local school, at your kid's school, for example. You know, who do you need to talk to? Do you start at the front office? Is there a counselor that, that is at, at the school? Is it the principal? You know, and talking with them to, to maybe even figure out what kind of needs do you have where a parent volunteer can come and help out and learning what those resources are. Because then at that point, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so funny you say that because the PE teacher was just talking about how they would love to have this program where they, if they only had this parent to be able to help supervise, they could do this, this, and this. And that's part of that discovery, right? And then obviously once you learn from those resources, what needs to happen, then we step into that third area, which is the action, which is, okay, who do I need to call? Where do I need to be? And then uh, the final action is, how do I start to participate, the actual participation, right? So part of it's kind of the planning and the preparation. And then after that is the actual taking action to be able to do that. Does that make sense? And so by now you should have on your sheet of paper, the desired outcome that you're looking to do in the area of purpose, right? You should have in your mind, your desired outcome for that purpose, right? And then this is your goal, right? So a lot of people will call that the goal, but we're going to put this in, in the mind section of what does that area of improvement look like, right? So is it donation of money? Is it donation of time? And then with your body, this is where we start to talk about how do I get to that desired outcome? These could be kind of chunked down to the tasks, right? So, you know, as opposed to just avoiding a day's full of tasks, you know, it's always good to have a desired outcome and then have tasks that kind of, pin into that desired outcome so that we're always working towards that desired outcome. Does that make sense? And then of course that final section down below is the action. What can I be doing right now to get to start nailing down these tasks? Is it a phone call? Is it an in-person meeting? Is it a scheduled appointment? You know, whatever that is, 
but then it's getting it on the calendar and doing it, right? Because that's where, you know, action, it's in the word. This is when we actually do it. You know, up, up top, it's, the, you know, creating the thought, right? And then, you know, that middle section of the body, that's kind of the feeling. And then below that is that, that action. And that all kind of goes all the way back up to the top of your page, which is that desired result. That makes sense. This pins right back. This ties right back into what we were talking about, that TFAR method, the, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, and the results, right? You see how it's all connecting, how it's all tying in together? So this is your plan for creating change. And as we step into not just a new year, but a new decade, I want you to come back to these podcasts and listen through this so that each time you're going through and you're creating a new goal uh, or a new desired outcome, you can go through. And as I'm telling these stories, again, I don't tell these stories so that I can impress you with you know everything that I'm trying to do with Maker Ripley. But what I'm doing is uh, as I'm telling stories, you're, you're having your own thoughts because you're putting yourself in my shoes and really creating those references as to what is important to you. And so I'm ra- as I'm rattling on here, you're able to write down what's important to you so that by the end of the podcast, uh, you have a full sheet uh, of, of information so that now you know what your desired outcome is, how to start creating thoughts of how to get towards that desired outcome, what you can start doing with your body to be able to start working towards that desired outcome. And then of course, scheduling action, creating action from that and getting it on the schedule and showing up and making phone calls or whatever that is to do that. Does that make sense? And so uh, now after these last three episodes, we've talked about how to improve your area of influence in regards to yourself. The last episode was in your relationships. And then today's was your purpose. Does that make sense? And if you haven't gone through and done the, the workshops for the, these other two, go back and do that. But by the end of the, by the end of these three, you now have a good holistic 360 degree plan for stepping into not only the year 2020, but the decade of the twenties, right? And now what's even more important is after you've done that, you now have a new tool and a new understanding of how to start setting goals, right? We call them desired outcomes, right? But setting goals and it's not just setting a goal like, yeah, 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 I want to lose weight, but it's actually putting a plan together so that when things get tough, you can come back to these sheets that you've been doing and you can review, okay, I really lost, you know, back to my example of the Baker Ripley, you know, all right, we were on fire. We figured out we need to fill out the application. And then, oh, the next thing we need to do is schedule orientation. And then something happened. Oh, what happened? I don't know, but here it is a month. Oh, the holidays happened. Oh, the Thanksgiving happened. Oh, the Seahawks game happened. Oh, you know, basketball happened. Oh, you know, life happens, right? And then before you know it, you're doing a podcast a month later going, oh yeah, Remember, I already started this, and what did I do? Well, guess what? I didn't write it down. But now after this, I'm going to go through, and I, I have my plan of attack now of what's next because I've identified that of all the shit that I've got going on, on in my life, this is one of those things that's really important, right? Because I'm not proposing that you do this activity, this level of activity for every single thing in your life, right? We have so much going on in our lives, right? And a lot of it is hand in mouth right? The bell rings and we jump, the bell rings and we jump, the bell rings and we jump. What this is, is looking at what is important to you, right? And my connection with my community is really important to me, but 
as the example I just gave you, life happens and hijacks that time. And then if I don't come back and remember to think about it, it's gone, poof. And then a month goes by or, you know, six months goes by or a year goes by. And then you, you go back and when you have that memory of like, man, okay, what, why did I, why did I not do that? And nine times out of 10, the excuse is nothing more than an excuse. Life just kind of happened and your time got hijacked and you didn't make it a priority. This is where you start to make these little things a priority because these little things are oftentimes are the actual big things. These are the important things in life that we need to be doing. So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, four-part series. Uh, I hope you feel like you're ready to attack 2020. I hope you've had an amazing 2019 and uh, I'm sending nothing but uh, love and uh, great energy your way as we embark on a new 2020 and it's going to be a prosperous decade. And again, our goal is to be continue to be uh, better than the person we were yesterday. Uh, God bless you and have an amazing remainder of 2019 and uh, happy new year. Talk to you soon.